Alrighty, the Astros succeeded in 2022 with a dynamic bullpen, and they made it better by bringing back Rafael Montero. And there was a whole bunch of clickbait this past week. Um, is James Click coming back or not? And we found out the answer on Friday. We'll definitely talk about that. And uh, some more of the coaching staff is coming back and some GM or assistant GM news as well. We'll talk about this on this edition of the Talking Strohs podcast. This is Billy Wagner. You are listening to Talking Strohs. This is J.D. Davis. You are listening to Talking Strohs. This is Alex Bregman, you're listening to Talking Stroh. Hey, this is Joe Musgrove, and you're listening to Talking Stroh. This is Jake Marisnik, and you're listening to Talking Stroh. All the guys that have been here for the past couple of years are excited to be here. It's all excitement as a player. I mean, you want to you be able to play on, on a team of this caliber. You are listening to Talking Stroh's with Eric and Brandon. Talk, talk, talk. That's what we like to do. All off-season, all regular season, we like to talk Stroh's. My name is Eric Heisman, and you can find me at Eric Talk Strohs. You can find the show at Talking Strohs. Brandon, where can you find you at? I'm Brandon Del Castillo, the baseball lawyer. You can find me on Twitter at B-Ball Lawyer. And Eric, we are Talking Strohs with Eric and Brandon. If you love the Strohs, you gotta listen. All right. I know it's off-season, but still, if you don't want to hear about the Texans every day and the Rockets every day, they're not doing so well. You can go and... Uh, Go to Galley Sports and find Talking Strohs or go to subscribe to them on Spotify and you'll find every one of our shows. And we enjoy doing this. Brandon and I are back together. So let's go and get the show started with the big news of last week. And that was the fact that Dusty Baker was brought back as the Astros manager. This was something that was decided pretty quickly. And I think everybody pretty much knew uh, right, right away it was going to happen. I think the the press conference was on Wednesday of last week. And meanwhile, James Click was in the Vegas at the GM meetings, and he said he had no idea of the announcement of the press conference, but we'll get to Click in a second. But what are your thoughts of Dusty Baker being back with the Houston Astros? Hey, man, let's run it back. I'm glad that Dusty's back. We got him the ring. Now he says, you know, he's got one. He wants to go for two. Let's let's uh, let's run it all the way back. Bring bring back the gang, and that that appears to be what's going on. So a really busy week uh, for the first week of the off season, which um, was a little unexpected. But um, I'm very glad that Dusty's going to be back. It looks like he's going to go year to year. Um, probably, I would guess that this is going to be his last year, one way or the other. And that that comes because of a little bit of the you know the news about uh, the coaching staff that's returning, and so. Um, I know we're going to get into it, but Joe Espada is back. Uh, Omar Lopez is back. And you really want to give those guys an opportunity to move on BGMs. Um, but why uh, why allow them to go somewhere else to be a GM? So, um, you know, it should be it, sure. I mean, a, a manager it sure would be nice if uh, if Joe Espada got that chance to be that man, the manager in um, in Houston when Dusty's time is up. Yeah, I know Dusty Baker said he still um, thought this team could win. And uh, uh, we'll have to talk about Justin Verlander as well at some point. But I think that this team is set up pretty well to win, whether JV comes back or not. But uh, definitely Dusty Baker coming back. I, I think there's a lot of criticism last year about Baker and the bullpen management and how he handled pitching staff. And there are certain times in the playoffs where he that old Dusty Baker kind of showed up. 
But James Click, for whatever you want to say about him, he did give the Astros this dynamic bullpen that had a 0.82 ERA in the playoffs, which is a postseason record, I believe. And it that was the reason why the Astros were world champions. It's not because they went out there and crushed the ball. It wasn't because the starting pitchers were great every day. It was because of the fact that uh, when Dusty Baker said, okay, you're out and with the starting pitcher, he was very confident on what to do. So I think Dusty Baker coming back, he knows the staff. And Joe Espada, he knows the staff too. And who knows? I, I don't see the Astros doing this, honestly, but who knows? Maybe they are grooming Espada to be the next manager. And uh, I know that Dusty Baker relies a lot on this Espada uh, for the analytics and stuff like that. Yeah, I like the continuity. I'm glad that everybody's back. Um, and that includes um, Rafael Montero, who is back. You, the bullpen you were just talking about. So uh, the bullpen comes back intact. Um, one of the strengths of our of our team. And um, and I'm, so I'm excited to have him back. Uh, you know, people want to talk about, was it a little bit of an overpay with the AAV? Um, possibly, possibly. But uh, if you look at guaranteed money, I actually think it's a relatively low deal. Uh, you look at uh, Edwin Diaz getting $102 million. And Robert Suarez gets forty-five million guaranteed, so uh, it's only what thirty-three, um, thirty, thirty-four point five, yeah, point five um, guaranteed uh, for Rafael Montero. So uh, I'm not upset about that at all. Um, and now you have your uh, your whole bullpen intact. Uh, your starting rotation comes back uh, six deep, and we will see, like you were talking about, whether it's going to be seven deep. I am of the opinion that you definitely do. Uh, uh, try to bring Justin Ver Verlander back for at least one year. If it takes two years, I'm all I'm good with that. How, what are your feelings, Eric? Uh, going back to Montero first, uh, Spot Track had him at 8.1 million AAV, and which is about what you give a um, kind of a setup guy. But I think what Montero got was a bottom of the line kind of closer salary. But I think the Astros just saw a lot in him, and they recognized that they caught lightning in a bottle. The Mariners were basically giving him away, and the Astros were like, okay, you're but designate him for assignment. Uh, you know that Kendall Grayman trade? You want to go ahead and throw him in. We'll we'll go ahead and take him off your hands. And well, I think it was actually a money. I don't think it. I don't think anybody was really. I well, let's say I I don't know how interested they were in Rafael Montero. Uh, I believe it was to offset some of the money that was owed to Joe Smith. I was, okay. um, but um, it worked out either way. Yeah, it, it worked out. It worked out. So, yeah. But uh, going back to Verlander, I really think it depends on how much he's asking for. If he's asking for Max Scherzer number, he's not going to get it. If he's asking for 43.5 million per year for three years, he's not going to get it. He's older than Scherzer. He's uh, he's just not going to get that uh, if he's asking for maybe what uh, I think I saw ESPN say 36 million per year. That's not bad. But at the same time, the Astros have about 72 million before they reach the luxury tax threshold. So if you if you give Justin Verlander 36 million of that, that's half of your your roster. And that was I guess that was after Montero. So uh, take away uh, what 11.5. So that's. 60 what 61 million left so that would be a great portion big portion of what you have remaining before you go over the luxury tax threshold so that would be something to take in consideration 
before deciding whether to go all in for Justin Verlander. $25 million would have been great to have him play for, and maybe $30 million you could pay for, but uh, I would be very, very leery to pay him too much. Not that he's not worth it, but you, you have so many holes in his team, mainly at first base, which we'll probably get to in uh, next week's episode. Yeah, um, I don't think the Astros should be worried about money going over the luxury tax. Uh, we just went to the World Series. A bunch of people spent a lot of money to go see those games and spend money there. And um, if, if Jim Crane really wants to be aggressive and go out and get uh, players, then um, I, I'm not worried about it, especially if it's only a two-year deal. Um, I think 36 is the re- is the target number. He, you know, his agents are going to do the best to get as close to 40 as possible. 36 um, is the number that I doubt he will go under because that's what Garrett Cole makes. Mm-hmm. And I think he's looking at the Garrett Cole number more than the Max Scherzer number. Um, I think he's happy here. Uh, we talked about uh, it gives uh, it gives that uh, intimidation factor having Justin Verlander at the top of your rotation. It also provides continuity um, and a presence uh, inside the clubhouse. He's there to help younger guys. It sure would be nice to have Justin Verlander around uh, to continue to uh, help out Hunter Brown and those guys. So um, any more than two years, I'm out. There's no way I would do more than two years. Uh, 36 times two. Uh, I'm fine 72. with. Yeah, I'm fine with that. That's probably 37.5 is probably my limit, but 30. Yeah, so 36 is is right there. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm all on board about bringing uh, Justin Verlander back. Yeah, but that does take a big uh, portion of your. I know you said that it's it's not going to be about the luxury tax threshold, but the Astros have always made it about the luxury tax threshold. I don't know if that was a click thing, a Luno thing, or if Crane is just like, no, I do not want to go over this. But now uh, that we can kind of address this, the big monkey in the room was, okay, what's going to happen with James Click? James Click went to the GM meetings, assuming he was going to go back and talk to his boss. And apparently before the World Series parade, they kind of had some discussions. It didn't really go anywhere. It took 15 minutes for Crane and Dusty Baker decide on a offer, but uh, with Click, they they met a little bit before the parade apparently, and they couldn't come to terms. And Click just said, "Okay, after the parade, I'm gonna have to go to Vegas. We could talk about this when we get back." Then Click went to Vegas. He might have said a little bit too much about maybe um, like Crane being a little bit too um, aggressive and. Click being a little bit more deliberate, and there's the differences between them, him, the crane, and the Rays owner, and several other comments that I'm sure that Crane did not like. So when he came back to uh, meet with Crane on Friday, we don't know exactly what happened in the room, but here's what I can imagine happened. He went in there, and uh, Click said, "Okay, let's go and continue discussion." And um, Crane was probably like, "Okay." Here's a one-year deal. According to Bob Nightingale, it was a $1 million or a little bit more offer for one year. And Click said, but I just won you the World Series. Shouldn't I get at least a multi-year deal, a two- to three-year deal? And uh, Crane probably said something like, so you are declining this? And uh, Click said, yeah, probably something like that. And then he tore up the contract. And that's when, according to Nightingale, uh, then Crane laid into him, well, uh, your services are no longer needed. 
because some of the things you said at the jam meetings, uh, we're going to go ahead and go in a different direction. But I think this was the plan the whole time. Make him an offer that he could refuse. So Ukraine made it look like he made an attempt. Yeah, I think the writing was on the wall the whole time. Um, James Click, uh, never it, his style just never seemed to click while he was here. Um, there are a bunch of articles uh, out there, uh, more than one um, report regarding um, Wilson Contreras. Well, the pursuit of free agents, um, yeah. uh, particularly Starling Marte, uh, Liam Hendricks. Okay. Um, and uh, the uh, as it goes down, uh, that uh, James Click bet his um, bet his career on Jake Myers uh, being the answer instead of Starling Marte. Uh, so um, you know whether whether you believe that or not, there is more than one report out about that uh, being the case. And so James Click is no longer here. Uh, there are three assistant general managers. We can throw out their names real quick for anyone interested, but and I'm not sure how long they will be in that position. Eric, you want to? Yeah, tell I know us that who those guys are. One of them is Andrew Ball. He's one of the guys that's held over from the Click administration. Last year, Scott Powers and Andrew Ball were brought in. Uh, Powers was from the Dodger organization, and Ball was from the Angels organization. So for whatever reason, on Friday, Powers was the one that was let go. So I don't know if he was the one that was really loyal to Click or the one that just um, Crane just didn't really vibe with or whatever. But for whatever reason, Powers was out. Ball kept his job. And so a lot of people were like, well, how is how do they sign Montero if there's no GM? Did Crane do it? Is he being Jerry Jones over there? But no, what... Uh, Crane did until he gets a, a full-time or interim GM, whatever the label is. He went ahead and promoted uh, Bill Furcus. He's the senior director of baseball strategy and Charles Cook to senior director of uh, player evaluations. They are both assistant GMs now, in addition to Andrew Ball. So now you have a three-horse assistant GM committee with no GM at this point. Well, you have a <laughs> you have a gym crane is what you have yeah so um yeah i think they'll be fine moving forward and uh, what kind of moves they make uh we got some important ones to talk about uh, you know do we resign um uncle mike how about bringing yuli back uh, on a on a one-year deal um maybe to be a a, a backup role player um we already talked about JV. You got uh, the the winter meetings coming up. It's you know we, we have to uh, talk about who we're protecting on the Rule Five, um, and uh, along those lines, do you have any names for us that that uh, you might want to protect in the Astros organization? Well, this is not like the old days where there's a whole bunch of like top uh, prospects that are like in top 100 in MLB baseball. This farm systems is a little bit different. Some names you can look at is Christian Gonzalez. He's in high A. And he possibly can't hit well enough to be taken by a team right now. I think he hit 227 in high A. Uh, so he's yeah. uh, a defensive guy. He was the number one um, guy in, in, in an international when we signed him. But uh, the bat hasn't come along. I don't know if a team can keep that non-bat uh, on their roster all year. Right. So someone you might not need to uh protect who else 
Uh, Corey Jolks is a name that we heard about a lot last year. This is a guy the Astros probably absolutely have to protect. Uh, Jaden Murray, he's a guy that the Astros got in the the Trey Mancini trade. He was kind of a guy that was, uh, I don't think he was a a throw-in, but he's just somebody that the Astros just wanted in order to give up Siri and uh, the other player they give up. So, and another guy is uh, Scott Schreiber, who um, he's 27 years old, but he did have the game-winning hit in the Arizona Fall League for the, the Arizona Surprise, I think is their team name. So that was pretty big for him, and he had a good season last year. So uh, yeah, he's finally names, healthy. He's finally yeah. healthy. He's the, you know, I, I think uh, Jolks and Schreiber are the guys you look at that a team could actually right. uh, put them on their roster next year and carry them. It uh, looks like Scott Schreiber, uh, now that he's healthy, has finally figured things out, had great stat line. Um, and of note, um, <laughs> since this is what the Ashes are looking for, Scott Schreiber is a first baseman and can play the corner outfield. So, uh, yes, he's definitely a little older. He's 27. But if he's healthy now and has finally figured some things out, um, may be of interest to a lot of other teams. So that's going to be a decision I think they have to make, especially um, having a huge yeah. um, fall league. Yeah, Jolks uh, this past year batted 270 with an 854 OPS with 31 homers. 3020 guy, right? Yeah, uh, 3089 RBIs and 22 stolen bases. So, yeah. yeah, that's somebody you definitely have to protect. Yeah, um, so I think uh, I, I'm not sure. Christian Gonzalez is the big prospect name out there, but I'm not sure that you need to protect him at this point. Um, it'll be interesting to see if what they do with that. Uh Scott Schreiber, Corey Jolks, and maybe Jaden Murray, or would be the th- you know the three um, that you would lose, I think, in the in the Rule Five draft. Um, but we we talked about Scott Schreiber and the winning hit. Uh, the Arizona Astros, or the team that the uh, Ast- Arizona Astros were on, they That's won. Uh, yeah, they won last night. Uh, Schreiber, who we talked about, Colton Gordon was the starting pitcher. He's an Astros prospect. Will Wagner and J.C. Correa, both those guys have uh, ties. Uh, former uh, brother and father that played in the uh, for the Astros. You may may have heard both of their names before. Yeah. Um, so uh, they they had great seasons, and congratulations to them. That's all we do, Eric. All we do is win, win, win. Yeah, Mickey Story, the AAA manager, was also the coach of that team. So. Congratulations to them. So as we wrap up the show, I do want to kind of address, I know you talked about Marte a little bit, uh, but um, Liam Hendricks was a closer that the Astros almost went out and got. And uh, in hindsight, that was probably a good deal that they didn't do. But uh, a name that the Astros could have got last year was Wilson Contreras. And he's a name that John Heyman has mentioned that the Astros can go for this year. And you'll be like, well, didn't Crane and Dusty Baker like void veto that? I think the uh, big reason why Dusty Baker vetoed that was the fact that he wouldn't be getting every day at bats. And so as a free agent, he wouldn't be happy with that. So he would probably become disgruntled and say something about it. But now if you sign him and say, hey, you're not going to be everyday catcher, you uh, probably could be an everyday DH. You may do some backup catching to Martin Maldonado or um, Corey Lee. So uh, any interest in Wilson Contreras? I have a little bit of interest. Uh, I'm not huge on Wilson Contreras just for the same reasons, really. 
Uh, I still think Martin Maldonado, the way he handles the young Hispanic catchers, uh, obviously Wilson Contreras could do that too, but he's not known for his defense. He's got a really big bat. Uh, he has a cannon of an arm. He can definitely throw. Um, I, I don't know if I, that, I have other uh, options that I'd rather go after. I want, I need an outfielder, whether that be Brandon Nimmo breaking the bank on Brandon Nimmo or just re-signing uh, Uncle Mike and leaving Chaz in center. Uh, and I, I got to have a younger first baseman. Uh, I, I still want Yuli back as the, as a bench uh, player, but if you're bringing in somebody like Josh Bell or Anthony Rizzo, those are my two guys. That That's what I really am looking for. Um, bringing those guys, you know, they're going to be, um, I know Josh Bell switch hits, but you know, he can from the left side, both those guys. And then you have Yuli coming in on the right. You can, he can uh, DH some days. Um, it gives a lot of people time to rest throughout the year. And so I really like that. Uh, Yuli, as we all know, in Houston has a huge presence in that clubhouse. Um, he is, he is the man. He's the guy that everybody looks up to, whether he's swinging the bat or not. Um, and so uh, I really think it's I think it's key to bring Yuli back, uh, maybe have him in that Ledmus Diaz role. I'm all for Anthony Rizzo, but I know on Locked On Astros, a big issue that came up was the fact that it would cost you a uh, second round pick, I believe, and it would also cost you um, five hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah, would yeah that it, that, turn you that's off? A, yeah, it uh, it's 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 definitely a concern. It, it's definitely um, a concern. Um, at the end of the day, if I have Anthony Rizzo in my lineup, I still do it. Uh, but it would make me run after Josh Bell first. He, right. first of all, he's two years younger. Um, uh, you know, he did win a silver slugger. He, he, he provided nothing when he went, got, went over to San Diego until the playoffs, he started to hit a little bit. Um, but before he got traded to San Diego, uh, he was one of the best hitters in the national league. Um, so, you know, we have to see. Um, but, yeah, I, I like the bell just because uh, what you just mentioned, the qualifying offer for Rizzo, two years younger. But Rizzo brings you four-time gold glove winner and a great at-bat every time. He doesn't strike out a lot. He's a uh, bats left-handed. He has good power, and uh, he's very consistent. That's something that Bell, throughout his career, he has not been able to offer. He offers you some great years, then some years how you're like, wait, is that the same guy? So, yeah, the Astros definitely have some consideration. So, guys, make sure you go and tune in to us every Sunday during the offseason. We're going to be talking Strohs throughout the offseason with Eric and Brandon. Brandon, go ahead and close this out. You've been listening to Talking Strohs with Eric and Brandon. If you love the Strohs, you got to listen. Make sure you catch us on the Gallery Sports Network. And um, go. I had two articles this week, including my first column about james click getting fired so uh, for the first time i was able to say my column that's all we'll see you next week guys